Hi everyone, Edna Kimball, Edna Sells, and welcome to today's episode where we have Paige Roberts with us. Paige is an occupational therapist, I got that right, yes, at Onward and Upward, and I'm sure that most of you have no clue what that is, so we've brought Paige out today to tell us. First off, Paige, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, I'm so excited. Yes, now um, before we kind of get into the meat of it, you and I have never met, so no, are yet. you are you from Tahlequah? I'm from Westville, so it's not too far. Yes. So Westville, Oklahoma, it's about 30 minutes west, east. There I go. used to spend all my summers there. My grandfather yeah. lived in Westville, yeah. so yeah. You probably know people who know other people. I bet so, for sure, for sure. Okay, and so how did you end up here in Tahlequah? I came for my undergrad at NSU, and then I got married and so my husband lived here so this is where we live now and have two babies and oh, so that's amazing awesome okay so you um came here for school mm -hmm. got your license i guess it's like yeah so i did uh -huh. my four-year degree at nsu and then i also got into ot school at nsu and so i did four years and then two more at nsu in muskogee and then I got licensed, and I went right to work for Patty at Onward and Upward. Okay, and for those who don't know what Onward and Upward is, give us that layout. Okay, so we're Onward and Upward Pediatrics, so we provide <clears throat> physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy to the pediatric population. Um, so that is everything from meeting those OT, speech, PT milestones as walking, crawling, saying certain sounds at certain ages, or sensory and visual motor milestones on the OT side. Okay, that was a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, no, 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 that's awesome. That's awesome. It's kind of like in real estate when I just go, la, 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 la. it makes sense to me, but I'm going to have you break that down got you. for those of us who are not as familiar. Now, obviously, I've, I've been there, so the, the location is on Grand. Yes, so our location, everybody's a little shocked. We don't have great signage yet. So we are right behind Hart's Funeral Home on Grand, so it looks like this big blue building in the back. That's storage, but that is us. Okay. Um, once you go inside, you'll see all sorts of fun equipment. We have five or six different types of swings, a giant 40-foot tumble track trampoline, a ball pit. It's like a kid's and an adult's like playground. Like, it I go looks work and play. It's amazing. Fun. It looks amazing. And so basically the breakdown is, is, is that if a child is having some developmental issues, mm -hmm. um, they could come to you. Yeah. And you will help them through those, whether it's motor skills, speech, and it's kind of through play. Yeah, everything we do is pretty much through play because a kid's number one job is to play. And so we base everything through play, whether it is working on sensory regulation by sitting on a swing and swinging just side to side to get that calming input, or doing an obstacle course to work on their motor planning and gross motor skills. Okay, fantastic. So how did you get into this industry? Um, my mom has a form, it's like a neuro, a peripheral nerve disease, there we go, um, called CMT, Charcot Marie Tooth, and I got volunteered, uh, started volunteering with the MDA camp through her, and so I volunteered for like nine years, and I thought, you know, I want to do something to help this population, and all the people at that camp were kids, and so several of them had OT or PT, and I was like, uh, OT seems a little bit more fun. I'm going to go that route. And so I set my sights on it when I was about 16 and never changed off that course. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so so let's back up. So mom has what now? It's called Charcot Marie Tooth. It's a um, peripheral nerve disease. Okay. So it causes some degeneration or muscle wasting in the 
your limbs. So around the ankles and wrists and forearms and calves are just really small. You start to lose some muscle mass and okay. have some difficulties walking. Falls under one of the conditions that the Muscular Dystrophy Association covers in their camp. So if you've heard of conditions such as SMA or uh, Duchenne's Muscular Dystrophy, those are kind of the main ones that the kids for, go to the camp for. Okay, so MDA, the Muscular Dystrophy, Dystrophy Association. I've, I've heard of that. I mean, yeah. obviously I know to what that is, boot. but to uh, say it. Yeah. yeah, I feel the boot. Absolutely. Yeah. The firefighters yeah. do the feel big, the boot. A big fundraiser yeah. here locally. And so you volunteered for how many years? Nine years, and then we shut down because of COVID, and oh we haven't goodness. had a camp in Oklahoma since. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay, so nine years. Mm -hmm. So that was your jumping off yeah. point to get involved. And then you mentioned that there were kind of two sides of that, OT and what was the other? OT and PT. Okay, so, so OT is? Occupational therapy. Which is kind of the play. Mm -hmm. And then physical therapy is? So um, it just kind of depends on the kids' needs. So sometimes they may see both of us. Sometimes they just see PT or just see OT. Um, PT does a lot through play too because we still have the pediatric populations and everybody likes to play. So. Okay, perfect. Oh my gosh. So basically you get to play with children for I, a living. I do. I'll go home some <laughs> nights and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I jumped on the trampoline for like two hours today. And my husband thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. Complaining about that. <laughs> Tough gig you've got there. But I bet it's also very, very, um, inspirational and gratifying to be able to help them through each step. It is. I start getting, it's very bittersweet when I get a kid and we work through everything and they're ready to discharge. Like, it almost hurts my heart to let them go, but at the same time, I know I've worked with them and I've worked with their parents and the parents play a huge role in some of that carryover at home too. And I know they're ready, but it makes my heart sad that I don't get to hardly see them anymore. So. Oh, I love that. And can you give us a kind of a more specific example without giving away anybody's, you know, personal information, just like what that looks like when they come in, how long that program is, and then what kind of the outcome or what you're going for. Absolutely. So what happens is we get a referral from their physician, and it usually tells us um, just a little bit about the kid, the age, um, what's happening, whether it's the school's noticing something or mom and dad's noticing something. So let's say it is a three-year-old who mom and dad both are noticing some hyper traits, and dad has ADHD. So they want to go ahead and just kind of get the kid evaluated to see, you know, are we showing some of those traits? Um, how can we help him gain better attention because he's starting school this year? He's getting ready to turn four and go to school, and they're worried that maybe he's not going to be able to participate and pay attention like the other kids. So we bring him in. I talk to mom and dad. We give some standardized assessments to kind of see where he's ranking with his peers. Um, usually we look at something called the sensory profile, so that tells us how their sensory systems are working. Um, we get a lot of kids that are sensory seekers, which means they are seeking out that input. They look like they are bouncing off the walls, but they just need to more input to feel. That makes sense. We walk by a wall, we're like, oh, that's a nice wall. Other kids have to touch it, kind of have to bounce off it. Yeah, that's a nice wall. <laughs> they just need a little bit more input. And it's not a bad thing. It's right. just we need to work on strategies so we can get that input without being more disruptive. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we use a couple different assessments to kind of get a well-rounded picture of the kid from both the parents and the kid's perspective. And so I work with the parents find out what their main goals are, write those goals down, and then 
figure out how we can address those things. And it depends on the kid for how long we may have them. Sometimes it's six months, sometimes it's three months, sometimes it's a year. It just depends on that child. It's so individualized. Wow, but I love that. So it's not, here, give them some medication. Yeah. It's let's work with them and help them work through this and prepare them. I love that. I didn't even know that. That's amazing. In OT, we address so many things. So the attention is just one of them. The sensory regulation is another. But we also help kids gain the skills to perform their ADLs, which is the activities of daily living. And the ideals, instrumental activities of daily living. So maybe they're having trouble sequencing how to put their clothes on. Maybe we're putting our pants on and then our underwear. So working on situations like that, or maybe we're really sensitive to brushing our teeth. How can we develop strategies to make that easier on the child and the parents? Okay, I love that. And then you gave us two different you know, uh, lines there. Yeah. So AD... ADLs. ADLs, and then... IADLs. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit more about that. So your ADLs are your activities of daily living. That's things like sleeping and eating, dressing, bathing. So if there's any difficulties there, we can address those. Okay, and I think I've been in the facility before mm -hmm. where they were working with a child and it was it was literally doing their buttons, mm -hmm. zippers, and, yeah. and tying their shoe, which it wasn't a true like tie, but it was like a simplified version. Yeah. And so that would fall under that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes okay. we have to break down those activities. Okay, and then the other one was? The IADLs, so that's your instrumental activities of daily living. That's things like meal planning and meal prepping, completing meals. So we have a full mm -hmm. kitchen, we have a stove, um, we cook things on the stove top. A lot of times that's with our older kids. Maybe we're working on some transitional skills. 12, 13, you know, we want to be able to help contribute it within the family. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. They like the cooking. It's the doing the dishes. <laughs> All of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> but we get to work on those skills, and it's just really cool when a kid follows, are able to follow the written instructions, and they feel so proud of themselves because oh, yeah. maybe they struggle with reading, but if you're like, oh, we're going to read this to make brownies, they're like, I'll read it to make brownies, <laughs> and so it's you really You know how fun. to motivate people, so really for a living, you motivate and play with. <laughs> yes, it's a very rewarding job, especially on those brownie days. That is... <laughs> Okay, you got to tell me what days those are and they'll pop in. <laughs> so another cool thing we do, speaking of brownie days, we have horse days. So okay. we have a gentleman out of uh, Proctor, Oklahoma, that brings horses for us to do therapy one day a week. And so with uh, parent consent and uh, checked off by a doctor, they are able to ride the horse or groom the horse, and we incorporate that into their therapy session. I knew that that was you know, the owner's ultimate mm -hmm. goal was to get some space yeah. with that ability. Now tell me, what is the name of the horse therapy? Because I'm, I'm like, is it hippotherapy? Yes, hippotherapy. H-I-P-P-O mm -hmm. therapy, hippotherapy. I thought that can't be it's right. It's a little misleading because you think of hippos instead I know, of horses. Right, right. Yeah. So I thought that was so weird. Yeah. So, And I bet that's a big draw. It, it is, it really is. And we are, the gentleman that comes out, his name is Joel, and he he has named it after his daughter, J.C., so it's J.C.'s Horses, oh. and it's really fun. We all have t-shirts and we wear on horse days, and it's really motivating for the kids, too, and not just for OT. Our physical therapists take them out, and even our speech therapists do, too. Yeah. Um, you know, that child may not want to talk that day, but you go out and talk about those horses, so oh, it's nice. That's great. That's great. So sounds like it's you're just able to make each child whatever their, you know, issue is it helped them feel like a sense of accomplishment yeah 
That's the big motivator. If we give you tasks that are too hard, you're going to shut down a lot of the times. You don't want to keep trying. In the OT world, we call it the just right challenge. We want to find the challenge that's just right where we're challenging you. It's not too easy. You're not getting bored. But it's not too hard where it's going to frustrate you to the point of wanting to stop. Right, right. Okay. And so how long has the hippotherapy or horse therapy been in play? Uh, I believe... 2018, 2019, I'm not sure on the time. So I didn't come aboard until 2021, okay. but I know they were doing it before COVID. Okay. And they stopped a little when COVID hit, and yeah. then they brought it back about the fall of 2021 when I started. So. Okay. And what happened during COVID? Did you guys just have to shut down? They or how went did you... to Tela for most of the part, oh, so wow. which is has its own challenges. Sure. Um, but most of the visits were on teletherapy, and then as the vaccine rolled out and as numbers went down, we were able to open the clinic back up to those that were comfortable. Thank goodness, yeah. right? So, okay, and so for horse therapy, um, what, I mean, obviously they're grooming, so that's giving them motor skills. Yeah, and it's a lot of sequencing, so you have to do, you have to groom them a certain way, and then mm -hmm. layer on all the equipment. You have the saddle pad and the saddle, like you have to have that planning ahead of things as well as you're learning you know what the horse needs and okay. so it's it's a great way to get those kids really motivated for those activities and it's good sensory input once they're on the horse mm. um, we can jump on the trampoline we can roll on a ball but as you're moving back and forth on that horse you're going to get way more repetitions mm -hmm. and it's very calming for a lot of kids okay okay and so do you ride the horse with them no or? we walk on the side so we're sidewalkers okay um, Mr. Joel leads the horse, and then uh, I'm usually on one side. Uh, depending on the kid, they might require two. Okay. Um, so one person on each side, and sometimes mom or dad will come out and walk with us or stand on the platform and take pictures. And Oh, gosh, I can just imagine the grin on yeah. the, the child's face. So <laughs> We have some that are pretty excited, and they love horse days. So. Oh, yeah, that is amazing. Um, and so you had mentioned um, your you're teaching them skills, motor mm -hmm. skills, skills throughout the day. Um, but the play part of it, so you've mentioned a trampoline. Mm -hmm. What else do you've got going there? Well, we have a trampoline that's connected to a ball pit. So we get a lot of good hard pressure, deep pressure sensory input from jumping off that trampoline into that ball pit. The kids love it. Um, we have lots of swings that we get a variety of input on. So I talked earlier about the swinging side to side or back and forth that's in a linear pattern that's very calming. And these are not like what we yeah, think these of. Aren't this simple. is not like at the yeah. playground set. This yeah. is like a really cool, I mean, yeah. I always want to get on the swings so when fun. I go there. I so. have parents that ask and I'm like, go for it. You need to know what your kid's doing. <laughs> so we have a platform swing. So it's like basically a flat square that's carpeted um, that we do a lot on. And then we have what we call a moon swing. So picture um, a wrecking ball that you set on and the kids love to sing that oh song as they're swinging. Gosh. Yeah. Um, that one's really good for some core strength and then activating all the muscles in the body because they're hanging on for dear life for a minute or two. Yeah. And then we always have safety crash pads underneath. So when they do fall, they're safe and they also get that extra input when they hit. It's also calming to their nervous system. Oh my goodness. Okay. I didn't realize that. So. It looks so much like play and it is play, Yeah. but it goes a lot deeper than that. That's phenomenal. So, and if a parent were watching this and they were like, oh, I wonder if my child would benefit from that, what's kind of the first step for them? Because obviously they wouldn't necessarily just call you guys, would they? Or um, If they think that something's going on, I would get with their primary care physician okay. and okay. just tell them your concerns. You know, I think they may be behind in fine motor skills or 
I'm noticing that they might have some sensory um, aversions or sensory seeking behavior and we can go from there and the doctor will give us a referral. Okay and so would autism fall under your we, area? I have um, a large number of my caseload um, is diagnosed with autism okay. but I have some kids with no diagnosis whatsoever. Uh, we are unable to diagnose as occupational therapists but we can treat any of the symptoms, diagnosis or not. Um, we're going to treat the kid based on their individual plan that we create with the parent. Okay, okay. That is so cool. Yeah. And I, I really, every time I go, I feel like it's just such great energy in the yeah. building. And, you know, the kids, like, I pulled up one day and I was getting some paperwork together and the child was just like scrambling to get in the building. Yeah. Like they were just so excited. <laughs> and mom was like, wait a minute, because she had another little one and she was trying to control, you know, and get everything done. But just such great energy. It's very yeah. exciting. The kids kids love it and we love it. It's just a really fun place to work, really fun job to have. Yeah, that's amazing. So kind of what hours do you work? Or are you available for, stu for so, students, I guess, or children? Yeah, our clinic is open 830 to 6, Monday through Friday. Okay. We also have a location in Muskogee that's open on Mondays. So I'm there on Monday and I go to the clinic on Tuesday and I bounce around a little bit on Wednesday. I'm actually at a school. We provide school services to some of the local schools that we're contracted with. So I split my day between a school and the clinic today, and then Thursday and Friday I'm at the clinic. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize there was a Muskogee. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. It's a okay. lot smaller. Um, just uh, We just have less of a population out there that we see. Okay. Um, but me and another therapist go out there on Mondays, and we also offer speech therapy at that location. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, speech therapy. So... I actually had to take speech therapy yeah. when I was in elementary, and I still struggle with Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. <laughs> I, I said it pretty good yeah, just then, though. So yeah, I yeah. Them. So that's I'm I'm a rock star as far as you guys who are doing this yeah. the the speech therapy. That's a really important. So yeah. Um. So what else should parents know, or someone who has some curiosity about maybe getting into occupational therapy, as uh, Getting their child in or getting... Either one. Okay. What was something that might surprise someone? Mm, let's see. It might surprise someone that we're not just in pediatrics. I feel like okay. they see us in the peds world. And while our clinic is just peds, OTs are in a variety of settings. They work in skilled nursing facilities and hospitals, long-term care units, um, as well as with Sooner Start going into the homes early. We're also mm -hmm. in several schools. Just providing different services there. Okay, so it's not just for children. Not if you were thinking about yeah. getting into occupational yeah. therapy, I actually had a friend whose granddaughter um, got into occupational therapy to work with children, mm -hmm. but she was required as a rotation to go through nursing homes, yeah. and she actually fell in love oh, with that age group yeah. and didn't go back to the pediatrics. Yeah. She stayed, you know, with geriatric and just loves it. I so I think that happens a lot. That's something they told us in school is what you, where you think you're going to go, you're probably not. Right. Um, I think I was the one that, you know, knew where I was going, and that's where I ended up at. Yeah. I've always had the heart for the kids, and it's just... I think it's keeping me young even though I'm not getting that old yet I feel like I said I get to go jump on the trampoline swing in the swings play outside and not many other people get to go outside every day for their job so that's a pretty fun job now what do you do in the winter do you still have the the horse therapy or? I believe it's if it's under 45 we can't same in the summer if it's over 90 degrees just oh, okay. because it's too much on the horses oh, yeah. we don't want the kids out in the elements either 
um, but we don't get the horses when it's super cold and they can usually hang around because Oklahoma in December isn't too bad it's the January and February so we usually have to pause for a little bit when it gets colder okay and then how do parents pay for this so we uh, Sorry. No, that's okay. I, and I, and I, I did that. We might even edit if yeah. it's not because you're not nonprofit. Right? No, we're not. Okay, yeah, I didn't think okay. so. So, so we take a variety of different insurances, um, Medicaid and Blue Cross Blue Shield. It just kind of depends on what private insurance it is. Okay. If there's a copay or not, it just goes with the insurance. But okay, and is Cherokee Nation involved in any of yeah, that? We or? do get some referrals from Cherokee Nation, okay. and so they have their own um, outpatient facility now. So we get a little bit less from them since they're able to service some of their own, but we still get some referrals from them when they get behind. Okay, that's wonderful. And that's all here in Tahlequah. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that I'm so excited about is, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you had to drive to Tulsa yeah. to be able to get any kind of assistance or, you know, therapy that was really going to make a difference. So that's, that's kind of part of why Patty started it up. She was moving from Washington State back to Oklahoma to be closer to her family. And she's like, I was looking for a job, and there were no jobs as OTs because there were no OTs here. Yeah. And so she started in doing a couple schools, doing some um, Sooner Start type things, and she said, there's too big of a need in this rural area. Yeah. You know, not everybody can afford to drive to Tulsa or Oklahoma City or somewhere in Arkansas for services. And so she just was like, this is where I need to be. This is what I'm going to do. And she's done it. She's been in business for like 27 years now, I believe. Yeah, yeah, doing a great job. So really making an impact on our small town. I love that. So, well, we're so excited that you came out today yeah. to kind of talk about this. We're going to put a link below so that if anyone wants to get more information on up, Onward and Upward, um, and it is located 1500 North Grand? 1510. 1510 North Grand. I think I just gave them the funeral. Yeah, <laughs> so, right behind that funeral. Right behind there, right behind there. Um, so that if you have any questions, you can reach out and, and follow up with them yourselves. But it is a, just a phenomenal facility. That's huge. And it's just so impressive. And I just, once I, you know, had met with Patty and we were doing a real estate transaction and I was going up there and seeing all of this, I was like, who knew it was here in Tahlequah? So I wanted to share, and I'm so grateful that you were able to come out today and share that with us. Me too. I love getting the chance just to promote us, but also promote the good things we're able to do, especially in a rural area. It's yeah. just great. It's awesome. Now, we are a real estate show, mm -hmm. so I do have to bring it back to real estate. Let's do okay. it. Um, if, you, if money were no object and you were buying your dream home, what three things would that dream home have to have? My dream home would probably be a little five-acre farm. Um, so I'd have to have just a couple acres, big bathtub, because I love a good hot bath. Okay. Um, and a really open floor plan. Okay. Yeah, my kids just, they love to run and play, so zigzagging and out things isn't for them, so. Okay, so a little farm, like some yeah. goats and chickens? Yeah, and... like, I want chickens so bad, um, but I'm scared my dogs will eat them at this point, so. <laughs> okay, so a yard for the chickens and a yard for yeah, the dogs. Yeah, we got to have gotcha. some separation there. Okay, well, that's nothing crazy, and it yeah. sounds like a beautiful dream, yeah. so, yeah, we'll help you make that happen, so. Now, guys, as always, um, we appreciate you watching. Please like, follow, and share so that we can get onward and upward information out there. If you would like to be a guest on the next podcast or there's someone that you would like for us to interview and have on as a guest, please reach out and let us know. And thank you so much for watching.